You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 435 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host. This week, we're starting it off with the expert, Mr. Marquis, Markellis Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield, away on assignment this week. So we had to bring in one of our best friends in the world of podcasting. That's right, straight from fans on patrol, it's it's fans on patrol time with Tim Potts. <laughs> Hello, I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you for being here, and thank you, the listener, for being here, because this week you are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the newest Christmas movie starring David Harbour <laughs> from Stranger Things. Violent Night. But before we get into all that, Tifobot, it's great to have you back. How the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, I think. You know what I mean? I don't know. I never really know until whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish is over. So at the moment, kind of like work stuff is going, you know? So other than that, yeah. Feeling okay. Good. You know, it's the holidays. Good. Who feels good? Nobody. I mean, I'm happy when I have the day off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are the good ones. <laughs> Awesome. Glad We are glad to have you here. Tell us a little bit about Fans on Patrol and where people can find you guys. Sure. So um, our show has been going on for, you know, you and I, you, we are of an age. <laughs> We're on that same kind of trajectory. Um, so Fans on Patrol is just we talk about nerd news. Uh, we talk about a lot of different kinds of movies, I guess. Uh, I've been thinking about that lately. Like, Devotion is not a movie for nerds, and we just are going to review that this week. So um, you can find us um, at socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Fans of Patrol. That's your easiest way to find us right now. And we're on most listening platforms and YouTube, unfortunately. So, <laughs> Well, I love you guys. You and Monte are <laughs> some of our best friends in podcasting, and I listen to your show every week, so no pressure. <laughs> I'll try to do my best. I'll try to do as bad here as I do there. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Cannot wait. Thank you for being here. Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I just want to give a quick shout out to Tifflebot because uh, Price of Tomatoes is probably my favorite thing on any podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a game that they play on Fans of Patrol where it's kind of like the price is right, but you have to figure out the, the tomato score of certain movies. And it's one of those mm-hmm. things where you would think, how hard could it be? I know movies. <laughs> I love movies. How hard could it be to figure out the tomato score? It's a lot harder than than uh, I gave it credit for, um, especially when I played it. So, uh, But it's such a fun game. It's such a fun idea. So I just wanted to give you guys a shout out because I freaking love that game. Uh, I mean, I think it's like a fun, it's a fun, easy game to play. Do you know what I mean? That's why it's, I think that's the best part about it. Yep. But uh Rotten Tomatoes, get at me. I think we can monetize this. <laughs> Seriously. Honestly. <laughs> An app, something. It'll be the new newbie. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> it'll just be the worst. It'll, as long as I make a, like, if I make $5,000 off of it, I'd be happy. There you go. I, I would I would be happy with five thousand dollars. Yeah, I would be happy with a hundred dollars. To be honest, I <laughs> I was I was eyeballing it. Yeah, no, I've I've been over for a penny on a sidewalk. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> oh, I'd be happy with five thousand dollars. Of course you would. You broke, bitch. <laughs> All right. So, and, and Joey, what about you, dude? How are you doing this week, dude? I am I am doing fantastic. I I am just rocking and rolling this past weekend. I hit my goal for new to me movies, the amount that I wanted to watch for the year. So I hit it this year. Uh, last year, I watched 112 movies that I hadn't seen before. And this year, I challenged myself to hit 120. 
But then when I hit that in like October, I was like, man, can I get to 150? Mm-hmm. And I did it. I wow. got to 150 this weekend. Holy shit. And that doesn't include rewatches. Right. Because it does not include rewatches. So it's 150 movies I hadn't seen before. Um, the year's not over yet. So this weekend, I watched the movie Hex. Not Jonah Hex. <laughs> <laughs> Just H-E-X. X, yes. Hex and Effects, which is a uh, movie about skydivers who do a cursed skydive. Jesus. Oh, my God. They, like, form a pentagram or something and accidentally summon ghosts. It was absolute grizzling shits. It was the worst. It was so bad. I want to see that. Can you, uh, Hex and what? No, that's it. I just was calling it Hex and Effects. It's just Hex. H-E-X. Yep. Uh, okay, I'll Google it. It was bad. There can't be more than one. <laughs> there, there's actually multiple movies called Hex, but yes, this is the only one about skydivers. Sky <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I got it. Then I watched Troll on Netflix. Was that good? I actually liked it. It's not great, but it's like a Norwegian like Godzilla movie, basically. If you, if you watch like Godzilla movies. It's literally all it is. It just like it's in a different it's dubbed over from a different language. <laughs> it's got a big giant monster. <laughs> oh, it, okay. It, it's it's yeah. an homage to Godzilla movies. So I mean, if that's up your alley, it's definitely worth watching. Uh I watch Violent Night, obviously, which we're gonna talk about in a little bit. I watched the angry video game nerd, the movie, which I had not seen, even though I knew it existed, but it came out 2014. I just never had a chance to watch it. And that was also the drizzling shits. <laughs> And I know so that, that I know this man. Yeah. So that and, got me to 150. And then I also watched some episodes of Pepsi. Where's my jet on Netflix? Nice. It's good, but it's like a two hour documentary stretched out into four hours. It, 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 it's a little long in the tooth, but it was nice to see Cindy Crawford, who's still got it. Let me tell you, <laughs> she's still got it. My number one original woman crush. The first celebrity I ever had a crush on Cindy Crawford. So. <laughs> It wasn't just because she was hot. Let me tell you that. Because obviously she's gorgeous. To me, you know what sold her, Mark? You know what sold her to me? She drank Maybe Pepsi. fall in love with her. <laughs> she, no, she loved Pepsi like you did. When, they, when she was on MTV and they would have her interview celebrities and she yeah. was so fucking awkward and terrible at it, it was adorable. <laughs> of course. I'm sorry. That's great. I love that. <laughs> I just like, she was so bad at it. And it was just like, it just endeared her to me. I loved it. But, I also so watch, think she looks gen- – I think she seems genuinely nice. Yeah. That, that, which is so outrageous. That's, that's a reason uh, against her in my book. I'm, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. So <laughs> I restarted Andor, which we'll be discussing on Patreon this month. Um, I restarted it and I made it to episode 10. So – and then I also watched a few episodes of Wednesday. So it was a very busy weekend for me. <laughs> I did nothing except watch TV and movies all weekend. My son and my wife were sick and my daughter just works all the time. So there was no one around, nothing to do. So I banged out all my errands on Saturday morning and then I just hung out and watched stuff all there week. There you go. Free, free range of the TV, <laughs> and, man. Nothing wrong with that. That's right. That's right. And so the, the year is not over yet. We'll see how high it can get on movies. But we got at least two more after today. <laughs> to watch <laughs> for the podcast so that's good but enough about us Markellis Reagans please tell the listeners where they can find more so is her podcast all right so everybody can head on over to so is podcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week you'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. 
Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a lot of time. Ah, from a potential top movie of the year there, Mark. Yeah, 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 whatever. You love it. <laughs> I agree, actually. I think yeah. it sucks, but whatever. I'll, I'll let you have it. Well, here's, the, here's the thing. Opinion. I can see why you'd think that. Not you particularly, but why someone would. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I can see why. I can I can definitely understand why Joey likes it. <laughs> like, that's... Huh. Sure, yeah. It's like one of those things where, like, I, I think that honestly, like, not to say, not to be, like, all up that movie's ass, but, like, one of the things about maybe what the difference between like a really good movie and a not great movie is that when I know a movie is not great, I don't even want to give grace to someone who likes it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, if you know that a movie is like, you're like, eh, it's just not for me, but yeah. I know it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like you're, you're saying that Pearl is like the worst movie of the year or something. Right. Mark. <laughs> who would say is that? that? What, is that what you said? No, no, that's what <laughs> St- Stu says from SWO that I like to bust his balls about all the <laughs> I haven't been able to see it yet. Yeah, and a lot of people weren't had no international release dates, and I think it just came out on Blu-ray. So I should just buy it. I know I'll love it. So you will, you will. But we're not talking about bodies, bodies, bodies. Sorry, we're not, everybody. We're not talking about Pearl. What we are talking about is Violent Night, starring David Harbor. It's brand new out in theaters. We all had a chance to go check it out. So as always, we're going to start with non-spoilers. So no spoilers. We'll let you know what we thought so you'll at least know our thoughts and if you should check it out. Then Mark will drop the drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can bounce and the rest of you stick around while we talk a little more in depth about it. Obviously, we all went to see it in the theater. Tiffobot, how was your theater going experience? So I, I saw this movie um, late on a Sunday and yesterday um, and we showed up at the theater and we thought there won't be anybody else. But there were two people, yet we were in the biggest theater. Like, it was one of those MX theaters that have, like, twice as many seats in them. Okay. And it was us and two I don't know what people. that is. What, what, kind of, what kind of movie theater is that? I think it's, like, before there was, like, 4K Ultra or whatever. <laughs> they started doing, like, I think it's called M- MX. It's, like, like, a maximum screen. It's a bigger screen. It's, like, a bigger theater. Yeah, it's, like, a... It's almost... Like a different Sorry. version of like a different version of XD. It's like uh, another company's version of XD. Okay. Yeah, like because they're not. It's not AMC or anything. It's like right. a private theater. It's a it's a step up from like your before they started doing those really fancy ones. It's 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 just a bigger theater. That's all I'm saying. So it's Huge like XD ordered from Wish is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a it's yeah it's off brand. It's store bought. Okay. It's like you know, but I was great because there was no one there. Mark Ellis, right? Yeah, I was surprised at how popular the movie was. I went on a Saturday night, and it was actually a lot of people in the theater. We were late for like the first showing, uh, or the earlier showing, like the six o'clock showing. So I went to the seven o'clock one. Yeah, just getting seats for that. It was only like a few seats, like scattered around. So, you know, this is like a, a it's a popular concept, and the theater itself uh, being almost full shows how how much people wanted to see this movie on opening weekend. Awesome. Yeah, me and Colin went on Sunday morning. So we were to like an 11 o'clock a.m. <laughs> showing. And there was no one there. We were the only two people in the entire theater. Wow. I love that. We got up and moved our seats into the middle. And we just like hung out. And there was no one there. We were rolling. Um, we Obviously, I, I always get there early so I can see all the commercials. Commercials, commercials, or or trailers? Uh, commercials and trailers. I want to see the newbie ads with my girl Maria. Do you have those <laughs> at your theater, Tiff? Uh, yeah. Okay. I know some people don't. So um, that's like pre-show stuff where Maria Menunos like interviews people and like you play like games and stuff. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. lame, but yeah. I love it. I mean, I that's great. Trailers. <laughs> yep. And the, and then my son and I had this discussion. So I, I don't know if you get this tiff, but I know Mark knows what I'm talking about. There's an M&M's commercial and he's like, this is your mission. He's like, no, it's an envelope. Mm-hmm. And I hate it so yep. much. 
and it's not funny at all. But whenever we go, sometimes like there'll be people there and they like guffaw at it. And I'm like, fuck you. I hate this commercial. But then I, I was talking to Colin. We were there because we were both mad that it was playing. And then we were both like, well, maybe it is funny if you go to the movies like twice a year, like a normal human being. Right. <laughs> okay. When, when you go to the movies like three to five times a month, it's probably not as funny. I'm just um, I will say that this is actually quite funny to me because, uh, yes, I actually do hate that commercial. And I also hate it when, okay, oof, don't get me started about folks laughing at stuff like that that is, like, clearly not funny. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we can all agree, pretty not funny. At most, you smile. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, we're not laughing out loud about this shit. But my brother, Sean, I think he has, like, a vendetta. He hates that fucking commercial. He was like, I knew that the world was basically, everyone was brain dead when I, People were laughing their asses <laughs> off at this fucking Eminem commercial. But yeah, it, I don't know. it drives me insane. It, it, it's it, people are like having big belly laughs at it, and I'm like, Jesus <laughs> oh Christ, like, the degradation of society. I right. guess I have to admit, I, I still chuckle every time he hits the lamp and it spins around oh, and knocks him over. No. Oh no, up. Mark! I love it. I don't know. It, it's it's stupid uh, Charlie Chaplin humor, and I love it. You know, sometimes I I do like a good. Like, obviously, like some Pratt Falls and uh, I like a good fart joke. So who am I to judge? Uh, no, one. that's who. <laughs> and of course, we did not get any food flow this time. So just back to our new Cinemark commercial. So we are very disappointed at that as well. So you're, you're not getting food flow unless you get into a time machine and travel back in time. <laughs> See, that, I don't know YouTube. what you're talking about. Um, so food flow is a commercial they used to play before the movie starts. So there's always a commercial about how amazing Coca-Cola products oh, are. Sure. Yeah. Um, it used to be, I know if Mark remembers this and I, Mark, you may not know who any of these people were either. Cause I didn't, but apparently they were like famous tween people. I don't know. And they were, they were singing like some song about how amazing Coca-Cola was. And then that changed, and it was a commercial called Food Flow, which was people. Where they hand off the hot dog and shit and yes. grab the hot dog. There okay. you go. Yeah, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she's like, wow, that's so hot dog. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. Yep. Yeah. And as we were just saying, because we're not normal people who go to the movies twice a year, me, my son, and my daughter had the fucking thing memorized. <laughs> and we would recite it in time with the movie while we were watching it. And then one year, for, I think Father's Day or my birthday, Colin drew me a picture of the guy being like, pepperoni pizza, I'll go get our seats. <laughs> it was like, awkwardly, are they twin brothers? Are they yeah. lovers? No one's you know? sure. <laughs> Maybe both. So I was just, that was just our favorite. And then it disappeared. And then it came back like once, like <laughs> right when the movies came back from COVID, my son and I went to see Nobody. And that was the first movie he had seen in over a year and a half. And they played it and we were like weeping. <laughs> we were so happy. Two years without food flow. You're like, oh, thank God. Everything is going to be okay in the world now. I know. I was worried that Infus Nest wasn't going to get her Coke. So <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to like, it's weird because I definitely know exactly what you're talking about. Obviously, I said hot dog uh, right away because I'm, you know, Pavlovian response, whatever. But uh, it's weird to think that that's gone. I didn't even notice that it went away. Well, but you know what? I have been getting to the movies just, you know, right on time <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> these days. So now that we've talked about commercials, the movie theaters for so long, let's get into it. Non-spoiler, Markellis Reagans, what did you think of Violent Night? I feel bad that I played my comedy card talking about the M&M's commercial uh, earlier. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was okay. I thought the movie was okay. I... Didn't see like a lot of trailers for it, so I wasn't really hyped to go see it. And I definitely enjoyed. There's aspects of it that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, but as a whole, I think the movie is fine. Wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> Tiffobot, how about you? Uh, okay, so I can I can kind of agree with that. I, I think it's like the thing about it is is that here's how I feel about this movie. When I saw, uh, do you guys remember that movie where the office people get uh, stuck? In the office. Yep. Uh, Belco, um, Belco experiment. Yes. Is that, Belco is that experiment. about me sitting in the living room while my wife watches the office nonstop? That, yeah. And huh. then if eventually nobody can escape, it's exactly what, well, and everyone dies. Kind of? Question mark. 
spoilers for Belco experiment. But yes, um, I, I have seen that as well. Yeah, but you kind of just wanted to you want to see a you you come to see violence, right? And this movie provides it. And I would say that there are times in this movie that I felt really alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so I feel like for that alone, it makes it like it's hard for me to I would like to watch it again. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but I do think a general impression, uh, David Harbour looks really hot in this movie at a certain point. Um, and, oh, uh, oh. I found that to be very confusing. <laughs> um, but other, I, I, I had a good time from the most part. Wow. Um, I guess I liked it a lot more than you guys did. I, I don't, I don't want to say I loved it. I, I was pretty close to love. I'd say it's like teetering <laughs> on love. Um, just because there's some things and we'll get into it in spoilers because it's really hard to say mm-hmm. any of this stuff without spoiling anything. And I think the trailers gave away too much anyway. There's things I loved about this movie, like absolutely adored. There were scenes, um, sequences and things that had me and my son cheering in the movie theater. We were dying <laughs> laughing at times like like this is a good movie. It is a fun movie. I enjoyed myself. I highly suggest people check it out if you're of that ilk. Um, I, I think it's not as good as nobody, but I think it's that same kind of vibe of like ultra violence with an edge comedy edge. Uh, but I think nobody is an influ- infinitely better movie than this, but it's that same kind of vibe. So it's not a straight up action movie like John Wick, it, but it it's kind of like goofy, like fun, like action. So I, I think if you if that sounds up your alley, I think you're going to like this to love it a lot. But there were issues with it to me. That just kind of held it back from being mm-hmm. a four star classic. Like the premise, a lot of the setup, some of the scenes, some of the action scenes later in the movie, a lot of this stuff made me be like, God, this is fucking amazing. And then there's other things that we're just like, God damn it, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like a, a solid double instead of a home run. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it without spoiling things, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. So don't think I'm saying this is like men Halloween ends or other shit that we've watched this year. (laughs) Like (laughs) I am telling you to go see it. I'm just saying temper your expectations, but the only way to discuss it further is we got to spoil the movie. So Mark, please drop the drop and let's spoil violent night. We're not allowed to talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to get into it with things we liked to start. So, Marcellus Reagans, let's hear it. Things that you liked about the movie. Okay, so things I liked. Uh, Don't say sexy Santa <laughs> David Harbour. <laughs> Don't steal it. I know. I was going to say Tiff beat me to it already, David. <laughs> All right. So things I liked. I liked the concept. I liked that someone said, hey, why don't, we, why don't we make Die Hard with Santa Claus? That's a great concept. Like that's, that's a elevator pitch. And I'm like, okay, I like that. That's cool. You know, and you, and you put little Die Hard like little homages to it right you know you have the 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 girl on a walkie-talkie you have the uh strike team that's actually in on it you know what i mean i'm like oh that's it's all different things from die hard so i like that concept i like the the morgan Steele character like in the beginning when he said i would take out the terrorists in 9-11 on a plane <laughs> i started i was dying i was fucking dying I'm like oh this guy is definitely the ellis character of die hard he's he's dead he's as good as dead um, and then there's a scene that's like more than halfway through where the little girl does like the home alone traps for me the movie like turned up a complete whole nother notch. I'm like, this is amazing. This is actually like really funny and really clever. And it cashes in on the premise of the, the violent Christmas premise that I, I don't think the other, the rest of the movie quite nails, but I think that home alone sequence, I think that's hilarious. Um, and I thought John Leguizamo was actually pretty good in this movie. Uh, I know we talked about him in the menu a few weeks ago, uh, and you know he wasn't really given a lot in that. At least I don't think he was. I don't think he did that great of a job. He was okay, but I thought in this one he really got to strut his stuff, and I thought he was actually really good. So I, I really enjoyed his performance. Uh, and last, I love uh, Bertrude. I just think that kid's hilarious. <laughs> Every time he can the screen, I'm like, yes, give me more of that. And that's it. That's pretty much all I liked. All right. Well, uh, Tiff, uh, how about you with things you liked about Violent Night? 
All right. Well, we already talked about sexy Santa. Um, so we just, you know, get that out of here. But I honestly just like David Harbour. I really like him a lot. And I think that he, I think that he plays this role and these kinds of roles really well. Yep. Kind of just like a lovable bastard, which I really enjoy. He does it. Part of my watching this movie is that there, I find that there are some pretty not great actors in it. And then I do think that like he is doing a lot of the not I'm talking about like, obviously, there's some very famous people in this movie who are doing really good work and even a lot of the character actors. But some of them, you know, what I mean, it's kind of very uneven cast mm-hmm. that um I'm sorry, I don't know what we're talking about, what we liked. I got distracted by um, how much I love David Harbour and how good he's doing. Um, but what I really liked about this movie and what I b- brought up the Belco experiment for earlier, even though that was in the non-spoiler section, I almost spoiled it, uh, was that when I come to these movies, I know that it's probably not going to be like an Academy Award winning movie. That's not what I'm here for. And what I want to see is you killing somebody in a bunch of different ways that have to do with the theme of the movie or would surprise me. And the Bellico experiment did not do that. I think that, you know, what I wanted to see was like somebody getting hit with a stapler, somebody using a paper cutter. But most people in that movie, I think, just got shot because there was guns in there. And I was like, well, this isn't this is not what I came for. But in this movie, oh my, indeed, there were many, many kills that were <laughs> inventive and hilarious that I really enjoyed. I One of, uh, one of the things I do love about it is also that little girl's... Um, I liked that I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't see how it would work until the very end. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Um, and I also really enjoyed um, just the fact that a lo- almost everybody's a scumbag in this movie. Yes. Almost every single person. Including Santa Claus. Things. Yeah, including him. Even, you know, he does. We get some redemption, obviously. But even, yeah, even he's a bit of a scumbag. Perfect. All right. Well, you know, for me. Right off the bat, I'm going to agree with Tiff. I, I loved the fact that the majority of the cast were all assholes. Even, <laughs> even the first family that you meet, with the exception of the little girl, because, I mean, that's the crux of the movie, right? That she believes in Christmas and her belief is what kind of drives Santa to be able to fight back and do all these things. Everybody's an asshole. I was surprised her father was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I think that worked out pretty well. Um, so I, I, I really did like that about the cast. Everybody pretty much were jerks. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo. <laughs> that was hilarious out of nowhere. I was not expecting that at all. I thought that was really funny. Um, I loved for the most part, uh, a lot of the kills once he, uh, kind of, it clicks in him later on in the movie and he gets his hammer and somehow channels being a Viking warrior. Um, uh, <laughs> From the past, <laughs> it's like some weird Santa lore I'm not aware of, but uh, that was amazing. That whole sequence in the shed where he kills like 15 guys was fan fucking tastic. Uh, the way he kills John Leguizamo was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Come on, Mark. Did you not laugh out loud when that happened? Yeah, that was actually I've skipped over that one uh, to give Birdshoot a spotlight. But yeah, uh, John Leguizamo's death was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I honestly most of that back half of the movie once it kicks into full action is just amazing so uh, and, and it had a really good sense of humor also so I, I i was definitely laughing and enjoying myself i agree with mark this the home alone se- segment was awesome and, and looked painful <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> i would almost rather die than land the way that that man did on a nail yeah they did a really good job of um of making it goofy with kids but also it was gory <laughs> at the yeah. same time so uh, i i did enjoy that and and yeah the the bertrude was hilarious he was just an asshole I, when that guy got up and started talking about 9 11 mark like you said i was fucking dying right <laughs> that's a huge running joke on a bunch of uh facebook groups that i'm in and and i couldn't believe it that was in the movie i was <laughs> right. fucking dying Marky Mark will never be working with anyone involved in the making of this movie. <laughs> but yeah, the violence was great. Comedy was great. I really did enjoy a lot of the kills and the fights and stuff like that. I even liked that it ended on a schmaltzy ending. I felt like it earned that schmaltzy ending at the end. Tiff, did you feel that way where the power of Christmas brings Santa back to life? Or were you, are you too cynical? No, no, that, okay. 
it's weird for me because I late when we talk about what we don't like, I will talk, discuss some of my cynical feelings. But that part, no, I didn't actually mind that at all. That it made sense in the narrative of the film. Okay, good. I was worried there for a minute, Mark. You're <laughs> obviously okay with the power of Christmas uh, compelling them. Exactly as Tiff said, it works with the narrative of the film. All right. Well, I liked the violence. Tiff liked David Harbour without a shirt on. <laughs> Mark likes the pranks and Home Alone stuff. But what about things we didn't like? Mark Ellis Reagan's The Floor is Yours. I, don't know. I thought there's parts of this movie that just dragged. That was just so plodding along. I'm like, get to the good stuff. I understand it. You know, you got to have your diehard scene where he's somehow finds a, a room alone uh, in his big mansion that no one checks out and he's able to like, you know, sew himself up and pour the alcohol and a bullet wound and all of that shit. But I'm like, man, let's just get let's get it on, man. Let's get something. So that's why the, the Home Alone scene was so much fun because I was waiting for something to happen. But I think this movie does have some huge moments of just like nothing is happening or n- nothing exciting is happening. The wife with the gun at the end taking out the soldiers and you know, she's barely hiding behind anything and they can't hit her, but she can take out a few of those with the rifle. I'm like, ah, come on, come on. It doesn't have to be believable, but at least make some kind of sense. Um, and you know, this is a wild experiment. They definitely want to make a violent, you know, hard R action movie, but we also want to make a, you know, fun movie that hits all of the Christmas notes. And it's a, it's a weird tonal shift to kind of balance and i don't think the script is smart enough to to carry all of that weight it has elements of it like the morgan Steele character in the 9-11 joke hilarious uh bertrude hilarious you know there's elements of really funny shit in there but as a complete script i don't think it's solid enough to handle i don't think it's good enough to be like a really good action movie or funny enough to be like a really hysterical comedy i think the or sweet enough to be like a a good christmas movie i think it goes through those different tones but it doesn't succeed in carrying all of them and it doesn't succeed as a whole so again it's okay but it's not good okay all right tiffo bot the floor yes. is yours. Yes. My favorite thing to do, talk about things I don't like. All right. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was waiting for this part. Um, so I agree with you. There are some, it's a little long in some parts. Um, I think that the setup takes a bit of time when honestly, it's, it's a pretty stupid, simple premise. Uh, it doesn't take that long to tell me Santa's going to come to your house, kick some ass. Um, I don't, so there were times in this film when I felt like they used the childlike innocence of Christmas to like, cause in t- but sometimes during the film, it felt like a children's movie. Yes. Like just the tone of the way that they were doing things, not necessarily what they were doing, which is fine. Cause I can see that making a kind of a, um, not a point, but like, obviously it's somewhat intentional, but there were times when I was like, Oh, it's, it's too much childlike. It's giving me Hallmark. Right. Bad Christmas movie. Which is also fine, but I felt like that wasn't necessarily the intent. It had me like more like cringing than laughing while I was just like waiting for those parts to be over. Um, what I did enjoy, um, like, like as part of that, you know what I mean? Like you said, the Christmas thing where he gets his spirit back, but I don't necessarily like that all of those people, like, I would have liked to have seen some of those people die, I think was the consensus, consensus of my group. The the rich folks, um, none of them really died. <laughs> right. Um, and none of them were great. And they didn't learn a lesson. or Well, I mean, they learned a lesson. They, they learned to love Christmas. Christmas. But yeah. like in their regular lives, they didn't learn a lesson. <laughs> yeah. All. They were like, like what? Like war profiteers? We'd gone beyond just like being <laughs> rich fucks. It's not like it's, you know, it'd be like finding out that Jeff Bezos was somehow even worse. And uh <laughs> Than us just being like, yeah, it's Jimmy's, but he donated some money and he's no, he's no Scrooge anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like nothing about these people changed, which is fine. He changed. Um, I will say that sometimes, um, like that certain characters felt really not too, too much isn't the word. Cause obviously we're going for too much, but at some point I think that you would just be like, I'm, I, how much am I going to get? There seems to be about 50 people on this team. Right. It's $300 million. I think I'm going to get a million dollars, $5 million out of this. I think I'm going to leave. I'm going to go home. (laughs) 
And if you try to stop me, I'll just kill you because clearly I have no no scruples. That it? That's it. Sorry, I was I wasn't sure of like how we. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to be like, and I'm done. Uh, I mean, like honestly, the thing about it is, I got I could probably like pick anything apart. But like, I mean, those were like, my main primary was like make it shorter. Let's let's be snappy, uh, less corny, and more punishments for the rich. That's all. Right. Well, I I hate to echo what both of you guys just said, but yeah, the length of the movie is a problem. And this is 118 minutes for what's a stretch at a 90 minute premise. Not that I didn't enjoy a lot of the movie, which I did, but man, like there's a lot you could cut here. There's a lot to cut. (laughs) There's just scenes, you know, of nothing happening or a lot of like talking setup scenes. You could definitely find places to cut in this movie. And there are times when you feel the length. I, like I said, up until the main action starts happening at the end of the movie, there were stretches where you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. Like I agree with Mark when he's sewing himself shut. Like, okay. I think I got, I got the premise. Like we didn't need it to be that long. And it's probably only five minutes. But it's five minutes too much. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need to see it. I don't I don't know what the point of that was. Like either you guys, Mark, you have any idea what the point of that scene was? Again, you got to show him all alone, bloodied, talking on a radio to some other person. It's diehard. I get that. But I mean, I don't know. It just felt like it was going on and on and on and on. Um, a lot of the beginning of the movie just drags. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the movie drags. I felt you could have done a lot of the setup quicker and kind of got us into the thrust of it. And I agree with you, Mark, where the the mom is shooting people outside <laughs> was a little crazy. She was missing a lot, though, and she was only using single shots. Yeah. So, well, using an automatic weapon. So at least they didn't make her all of a sudden an expert in the use of weapons. But it, it, it was a little much, but. In a movie about Santa Claus killing people. So there's a little <laughs> much. But, you know, and honestly, that's one of my only real complaints is just that the movie, it feels a little overlong, a little overstuffed. It, it needed like, I don't know, maybe another pass. You think, Tiff, like the script needed another pass or? Yeah, I mean, I think that what we saw, like, I liked the, it was more than bones. There was like some meat on it. It wasn't just like, it's got good bones. It's got like almost good full body. Mm-hmm. I think they could have just like, it got a little precious with itself. And that's sometimes a problem, right? So just yep. a little trimming, a little trimming. Yeah. I, and I think that's the best way to put it. You know, they just needed some nips and tucks here and there. Other than that, there wasn't really anything I disliked too much about it. I thought the action was funny. I thought the uh, family, most of the humor was funny. I, and I will agree with you, Tiff, that there was sometimes the tone would swing all over the place. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but yes, a lot of the stuff with the little kid is, oh, it's so precious. And the the love of Christmas to then mm-hmm. go back into whatever else was happening was, was kind of a tonal swing. Yeah, the tonal difference. And like, I think there could have been some refining there. Yeah, it was just a little bit. Just not didn't work right. And I would have liked to see more about Santa's uh, Viking. Now that I just said the movie was too short, too long. I wanted to see more about him as a Viking. Mark, were you down for more Santa origins? No, I mean, all right. There's there's a part of me that's like, yes, this could be like, what if Thor was turned into Santa Claus somehow? <laughs> like, what if Thor mm-hmm. forgot who he was and and somehow turned into Santa and just been delivering presents? Like, there's a there's an element of this that I would have liked to have seen something like that. You know what I mean? Like Norse God banished to earth to deliver presents. Like that seems like an interesting story, but yeah, if they're going to do it, they might as well do it. Like, you know, like a, a comic book movie, Santa Claus, the movie again, but make it like a full on comic book movie. Uh, and then I think the, the Viking stuff would have, would have helped a little bit. Nobody wants to see anything involving Santa Claus colon the movie ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we score it, I want to ask you guys a couple questions here. Uh, Tiffobot, are there any other holidays you would like to see <laughs> in this type of movie? Oh, oh, what? A, I, that is not what I was expecting you to ask me. Huh? Well, you know what would be great? Like a Valentine's Day. Would you want like a giant heart like attacking people or like, um, like maybe a Cupid? Um, <laughs> but they could do an updated one. 
Just a nude man. <laughs> okay. Who's so playing I, the nude? Who's playing the nude man? Give me, give me David Harbor. He can play okay. the nude man. Um, he can have tiny little wings, but they're tattoos. Um, on his back, and he just kills people. Okay. For alternately, we don't know. It's on you know uh, either because they have fucked too much or not enough. Everyone's at risk. <laughs> it can be called "fuck you." It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> I feel like you're just trying to get David Harbour's shirt off as much as possible. <laughs> well, you know what? We all got to have something. That's right. That's right. Marcellus Reagans, what holiday is next on the list? Oh, God, I don't know, man. That, that's kind of tough. Um, you know, I was thinking Valentine's Day, but Tiff already took that one. I'm going to say, uh, shit, how about New Year's Eve? Because <laughs> does New Year's count as a holiday? Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. I'm going to say New Year's. Brand new year, wipe the slate clean, almost like the purge. You want um, the, the New Year's Eve old man and the New Year's Day baby to yes. go wild? I want them to team up like fucking Groot and Rocket Raccoon back to back. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I was just kind of I knew there was an after credit scene in this movie, and I was hoping that it was going to be the Easter Bunny showing up. Yeah, I now that I said that, as soon as he was talking about, and I was like, oh, fuck, the Easter Bunny would be great. Easter would be a good one, or um, I don't know. That's probably the best one. It's like Easter, I think. Because you can't do Halloween, obviously. It's been done to death. Maybe yeah. Thanksgiving? Could there be like a turkey or something? Yeah, there's not been a good, violent Thanksgiving horror movie, I don't think. Yeah, if we got, you know, Santa came back in the kicking ass holiday cinematic universe for Thanksgiving. And maybe we get the director of psycho gore man to do it (laughs) with a bunch Mm -hmm. of practical, crazy effects and blood squirting everywhere. I think we'd be good. That's my pick. Thanksgiving. There you go. (laughs) All right. One more question. And then we're going to score it. Marcellus Reagan's. Are you in for violent night two? No, no, not at all. I mean, I I like David Harbor, but you know, this movie isn't, it didn't spark my interest enough to make me want to see it again. Um, and I just want to say, it's funny that you guys saw it in like somewhat empty theaters. I saw it in like a packed theater Saturday night. I'm expecting a place to be rocking with all of this Santa violence. And it was barely a peep. Barely really? a peep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe this movie isn't as popular as I thought it was going to be. That's so crazy because there's so many crowd-pleasing, violent scenes. That I can't believe no one reacted whatsoever to it. Yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I was seriously waiting for it. More people clapped in the fucking Matrix, the last Matrix movie, than than in, in this movie. Wait, the fourth one? Yeah, the fourth that one. Can't be, uh... <laughs> I clapped when it ended. <laughs> <laughs> for myself as I ran out of the theater. <laughs> seriously. Wow. Okay. Um <laughs> Tiffelbot, are you down for Violent Night, comma, T-O-O? Yeah, uh, and I'll tell you why. Because he um, wants to see David Arbor with a shirt on? That, that's above all. I think we can just assume during this whole episode and forever in my life that that is the case. Um, but because I feel like this movie actually struck me as something that um, wasn't, they weren't somehow... Uh, it's a little bit under budget kind of type feeling to it mm-hmm. where like if given a second chance, there might be some of that refinement we would have wanted to see in the first one in a beautiful second version. All right. Well, you know, I I'm down for another one always. Um, I am enjoying this weird action movie Renaissance that is kind of spun out of John wick. I, I don't think if John wick is not a hit, I don't think we get to see any of these movies that have come out. Whether that's Nobody or Violent Night, they all have that kind of weird, not weird, but they all have that kind of vibe to them. Some of them have been great and some of them not so great. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake was pretty terrible. <laughs> I wanted that to be so much better than it was, but uh, but you know what? One of my favorite movies, Hardcore Henry. Yep. And I feel that's, you know, well, it's obviously I'm guided Nobody. It's, it's in the vibe. Yep. And I mean... You know a movie's got to be bad if Karen Gillan's the main actress and I don't like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 always down for whatever you know is going to be spinning out of this weird action movie renaissance that we're currently having. If only we could get John Claude Van Damme back for a Double Impact remake, it'd be great. But now we got to score it. We got to score the movie, Markella. Zero to five. 
five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you got for Violent Night? I know this is going to be an unpopular score, but I'm going to give this a two and a half out of five. Just couldn't get over the hump for you. I like the concept. I just wish as a complete package, the movie was a little bit more solid. I love the performances. David Harbour's awesome. Little Girl's awesome. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo was actually pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty shitty, which I loved. But uh, yeah, I think I just think the movie is just not a complete package. It's, it's, it's like a Saturday Night Live sketch that's, that's played itself out. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Tivobot, zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you got? For oh, that's Night? so hard. Because I was going to say 2.5 and I thought that was a nice score. <laughs> um, but not, it's, it, you know, I have a problem, I will say, with rating movies because I think about like, OK, well, I gave, you know, the unbearable weight of massive talent, five stars or whatever, four stars or something like that. And I'm like, well, can I really give Violent Night three stars if I only gave that one four stars? Like, what was I thinking? Every movie, you have to grade <laughs> on its own. I gave you. Oh, that's how you do it. Pair so. five out of five. So. Oh, well, then I would give this movie definitely like a three or a three and a half. All right. Well, there you go. Three and a half out of five for Tifobot. <laughs> All right, well, that's good that you went to that score because that is where I am landing as well, a three and a half out of five. But for me, I had a good time in the theater, and I I like seeing all the action and the kills and stuff. So I'm bumping it up a little bit, and that's a three and a half out of five for me for Violent Night. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Tifflebot, tell us once again where we can find you on fans on patrol and give us a recommendation for the listeners out there. Uh, fans <laughs> on patrols where you can find me at fans of patrol, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, uh, I think Spotify is a pretty good place to listen to it, but it's on all of your favorite listening platforms and YouTube. So check us out. A recommendation I would give to people, uh, even though this is a little bit of an old recommendation for me because I beat this game in October. Uh, I would recommend a video game called yuppie psycho. You can play it on the switch. And I think that's the last game that I played that I felt like I could play this game again and again. What is that game about? How does it play? Uh, so it is a very, it's an indie game made by a small Spanish slash French company called Baroque Decay. And you play as a, somebody who's goes to their first day at a corporate job and finds out that the company is being controlled by a witch and you have to kill the witch. What's the um, gameplay like? So it's a uh, kind of an 8-bit horror, survival horror game. Oh, you had me at survival horror. <laughs> and so you have to like go around and it's, uh, uh, what is that called? I have always have a brain fart. Um, uh, inventory management. You should do, like, because you have to make sure that you have enough, like, health items to, mm-hmm. like, kind of like in Resident Evil, you can't use all your herbs willy-nilly. Got to hold on to them. So... Check it out if you're into like, and I will say that like, it's a nice easing survival horror game. If you are uh, maybe thinking you couldn't do it, uh, since it's eight bit, it's a little bit less, but it's really fucked up. Some weird shit happens. Check it out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We greatly appreciate it. Markellis Reagan's. How about you? Uh, you can find me on fans on patrol. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on patrol. On patrol. Uh, <laughs> I would recommend there's an, another movie that came out uh, that's kind of a violent Santa Claus movie called Fat Man uh, with Mel Gibson. It came out a few years ago. Uh, again, I, it's okay, not amazing, but it handles the concept a lot better, I think. And uh, and it, it's you know it's basically a kid who is naughty who gets pissed at Santa and he hires a hitman played by Walter Goggins to go and kill Santa Claus uh, and hijinks ensue. But uh, it's act- it's actually, you know, it's not bad. It's not amazing. But if you want to see a violent Santa Claus action movie, I think this one holds up pretty well. I think you guys did that. that. I'm like, oh, my God. This happened before to me where I have completely blacked out a film. <laughs> so that one's bubbling back to the surface. Yeah, I think you guys did that on your show. I think but, we did, too. You know, time is a flat circle. I, I don't even know what day it is half the time. So. <laughs> Uh, I have still yet to watch that, Mark. I'm going to add it to my watch list. There you go. 155. Let's go. All right. <laughs> well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there, a bunch of stuff from Rhode Island Comic Con, and some new interviews that Adam's just uploaded this week, so check it out. We've got our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and content this month. It's the only place to hear our reviews of Andor Falling into Christmas with Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. So lots of Christmas for you guys and boring Star Wars shows. So wow. it, it's all there for you Thank on you. our Patreon. So support the show and get some extra content. I will recommend a couple things. things. Uh, first thing, uh, one of my favorite directors of all time, Neil Marshall is back got a new movie out called the lair which is a uh, direct to video <laughs> and poor guy it's uh it's about soldiers in afghanistan uncovering a base filled with monsters uh and hijinks ensue uh it's low budget seems show throughout the movie but there's some cool guys in rubber suits and you know what i love neil marshall i'll give him a pass for life for making doomsday dog soldiers and the descent and I'm glad to see him back in his wheelhouse. It's not great, but it's worth a watch. So check out The Lair 2022. And you should also check out Wednesday on Netflix, the Adams Family reboot. Would you call that a reboot, Mark? A slight reboot, yeah. Well, I will let you know that a quick Google let me know it was okay to think Wednesday is hot. And... <laughs> Uh, we've been checking it out, and that's what we're going to be reviewing next week on the podcast. So watch the season of Wednesday. Come on back next week and hang out with us. But that is going to do it for episode number 435 of the So Is Her Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. Our special guest from Fans on Patrol, it's Tiffobot. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. And until next week, we will be on, on patrol. patrol. <laughs> I was like, "Are they doing? Am I gonna get? Am I gonna get goose for it?" No. <laughs> oh shit! We'll see you guys next week for Wednesday. Good journey.